0: Hi, everyone. I'm Lula.
1: And I'm Jude.
0: And welcome back to Just Friends.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always wait for your, like, scream, and it's always so delayed.
1: (laughs) I also feel like it, like, can like determine the type not it doesn't determine the type episode but it does share where i'm at because like right now yeah. like it's pretty i feel a little tired so i'm like yeah but like sometimes i'm like really enthusiastic about it. yeah it just depends no i don't yeah. see i don't even know what i'm saying i'm just talking
0: <laughs> i let me say really quick since we're setting the tone it's 8 p.m i just got back home from being out all day and fred again is performing in amsterdam <gasps> tonight and tomorrow what and the metro was like the most insane thing i have ever seen
1: wait are you gonna go see him
0: i don't know because the tickets are so expensive i didn't know he was coming
1: oh my god
0: i know he's so good i know he's so good everyone was like yeah my boys are coming to see fred again <laughs> i'm like okay i guess <laughs> no i have heard he's really good i'm actually very like fascinated by him i looked him up to see how much the tickets were and the first thing that google suggested was is fred again a nepo baby and it was like is, yes is he mm-hmm. He is. yeah oh, it was interesting. super funny That's i don't know anything about him except that he's super super dj for anyone who doesn't know he is
1: super dj wait why is that interesting that he's a nepo baby
0: i don't know i was surprised that that was the first thing that google showed up result yeah i thought yeah. it would be like how much are Fred again tickets? Or like, where is he performing in Amsterdam? Since Google's stalking me, but I don't I also know. Feel like
1: the most common search is like, what is Fred again's net worth? Right. You know. Yeah, but I'm like, like maybe Nepo there's baby.
0: yeah maybe there's some recent drama. Maybe Ooh. he was exposed or something. I have no idea. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so let's do <see> the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, high low buffalo. So today, well, if you didn't listen to the last episode then you should let's not explain it again they'll have okay, to figure yeah. it out okay so i'm gonna introduce something <laughs> today <laughs> so do you want to do highs first yeah okay dude's gonna do high first <laughs>
1: okay highs um i have had such a lovely week that is like my bullet point but the general high that i would like focus on is that i went to the lego headquarters yesterday and it was everything i dreamed of and more it was awesome it's called the lego house um and i mean oh my god i could nerd out about it for so long but each room is a different brick and the bricks kind of are put together to make the entire museum And in the middle of the museum is this massive tree that's like four stories tall, but it's all built out of Legos. It took, I think, the team four years to build. I don't know how many people were on the team. But no, it's insane. Um, And then like on the basement floor, there's a museum. And then each room, which is technically a Lego brick, kind of, that builds the entire house, is like dedicated to a different thing about Legos. So there's like... um, there's one room dedicated to like the the creativity about Legos where basically like there's challenges to like solve the sea turtle crisis, you build, using Lego blocks to build a solution. And then like another room where like you make Lego structures that you build, dance and animate them. Like it's kind of crazy, but it was so much play. And that's my favorite thing.
0: Wait, awesome. That yeah. sounds like it was made for you.
1: Can I actually read a quote that was on the wall that I loved? Please. You know, I love pulling
0: up quotes.
1: You can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation.
0: Hmm. Do you think that's true?
1: I think so. Because, in my opinion, like what real authentic play is, is like the true soul coming out and not caring about any of the barriers that that kind of hide it from day-to-day life and just letting it live and be free. And that usually yeah. comes out in, like, silly ways. And I don't know if you can always get that in conversation.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's interesting. I guess what I'm thinking about is, like, how would that... That's a very hard thing to find. Like, I don't really know the last time I've experienced, like, that I felt that someone was playing with zero barriers. I don't think ever until since like childhood.
1: Since childhood.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But
1: okay, wait, actually I want to push back. Cause like, don't you think that do you have, I have a vivid memory of it was about a year ago. Now you and I like stayed up late into the night, like trying to solve this riddle. I don't yes. even really remember the riddle, but like yes. that was so no. much, but, and we were yes. just saying the stupidest ideas, yes. but like we were totally playing.
0: OK, but not to be annoying, but that was after like a year of conversation.
1: Hmm. True. Right. True.
0: Like, I just I think sorry, think- I'm being like annoying about this. No, wait, quote. why?
1: <laughs> wait, no, I don't. I. This is a good question. A good co- question.
0: So I'm, just, I'm just thinking about like. I would love to meet someone in a play setting and be like, this yeah. is your authentic self. I'm just trying to imagine how that would be possible.
1: It's really difficult as an adult, right? You have playgrounds for children where, like, that's the purpose. But I mean, honestly, the answer is go to Lego House, Lula. You'll see plenty of adults playing. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> There's like swings on the roof. It's so cool. Honestly, we could go together when you come visit.
0: Wait, that sounds awesome.
1: It'd be really fun. Okay, back okay. to Lego House. Great. Yeah. And I almost bought a Lego set, but I don't want to talk about it because I was forced out way too quickly because it was closing and I missed my chance <laughs> to buy. Okay, oh, like we can go I'm back.
0: Wait, that could be such a great activity for us. Okay,
1: context. Yay,
0: I'm gonna go visit Copenhagen. Yeah, woo! I'm so excited. In a couple of weeks, that's gonna be amazing. So um, excited. okay, that's a great high. My high was that this weekend I was in Italy at a wedding for my cousin, and it was. Probably the most, like, spectacular series of events I've ever seen or been to. Um, It was in Tuscany. And a we- I've only been to a few so weddings cool. in my life. Basically only two as, like, a cognizant human being. And a destination wedding is really, really insane. I actually think I have a, a lot of mixed feelings about it that I don't even know. They're not formed yet. But...
1: Let's form them.
0: I don't. (laughs) I think you just like imagine a wedding in Tuscany. It's quite it's quite fabulous. It's really like I felt insanely privileged to be there and be experiencing it. And I was also like. Having a wedding like that in a place like that really limits who can come for a ton of super basic reasons. Yeah. Um, And it was very interesting. Just meeting people and like putting them together with people in my family and then being because, you know, whenever you meet like someone's friends or someone's like other family that you haven't met, they're like, oh, this is like tells me something about you, about the person I already knew. And then I had to be like, well, but the people that I'm meeting are the people who could come to this. Which is a whole other level. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes.
0: And it was so stunning. Like, I just can't even... I can't... I'm going to go more into it in my Buffalo, which is why I'm kind of just, like, stuttering, whatever. But, hi, it was so, so, so good to see family. It was a little... I think jarring on the back end of it because obviously I already did a whole goodbye to everyone. We all did a huge goodbye in, like, the end of August. Shout out Mel and Greg who are listening to this. Um, <laughs> And seeing them again was so fun. And then watching them, like, board the plane leaving back to New York was incredibly dramatic.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. it's because you, like, kind of knew that there was, like, like you're good. You're it was a kind of a temporary goodbye in August, right? Totally. Yeah. That's the and now it's like more. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'll see you in three weeks.
0: Yeah. And now I'm like, also, I think part of it is because I go to school, not this school, obviously, but because Yale is so close to home for me, I've never gone like a four month stretch without seeing them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, this is, I think, generally, the longest oh, yeah, I've you, been yeah. without. Yeah seeing them which is kind of crazy
1: or it will be it's not yes exactly
0: yes um but anyway the wedding was amazing um it was so fun and so beautiful and had such good food and esme my sister and i sang for the procession which was so fun and we also did that for um other wedding yes my other cousin's wedding the two siblings
1: it's kind of weird because it's like it really becomes like the thing in a cup co- not a couple years but like soon like it's going to be like like we're just going to be doing it like it's going to like for not our be special age, yeah like when like no, it's like wedding season i
0: know esme and i were talking about that cuz you we were like i mean my cousin who just got married was 30 mm-hmm. and he's dating his fiance for i think about 5 years which is like what 25 we're 20 A lot of our friends are like 22, 23. Like, it's really kind of insane if you think about it.
1: No, we're slowly getting there. It's kind of wild. Okay. Lows. Yeah?
0: Yes. What was your low, Jude?
1: I don't even know. Like, I struggled to come up with one. I mean, this is like cheesy, but I actually think it is like, it's more of a low than it's going to sound. But I'm like really happy right now but it's kind of disappointing that I have to experience this happiness alone. Mm. Um, And I don't know if I could actually be as happy as I am right this second if I wasn't traveling Europe alone, Um, but I really wish I could be enjoying this with the people that I love. Like, that's the, like, I really am, I'm excited by life right now, I'm excited by doing fun stupid activities and playing and it's more fun to play with the people you care about than play alone. Um or play with people that like aren't your core people. Um so yeah, I don't know. I think that's just been like heavy because it's like for me it's like I part of the reason I think I can be this happy is that I really have no one I'm like thinking like keeping in mind like it's really just like my world that I get to explore um but it's hard and am like I'm really happy that I'm gonna get to see you soon like that'll be really like a nice like deep breath
0: I'm very excited too I feel like that is very valid and felt and dare I say like common low with studying abroad I think, yeah, the people that I've become friends with here so far, we've been talking a lot recently about people who come with friends, who like study abroad with friends, because there's a lot of people from in our program who came with like multiple people from school. And it's very interesting because when I see those people in their like clicks i'm very on the one hand like affirmed that i didn't go somewhere with like you for example because <laughs> i'm like yeah they're not going out of their way to meet anyone like they're not talking to anyone um except themselves which is not necessarily a bad thing for them but it's not what i want did for myself and like i don't know i feel like a huge part of exploring yourself is like seeing who you would gravitate to when you're like alone when you're not with people you're comfortable with which is just very interesting um and then on the other hand of it i see them in their groups and i'm like fuck (laughs) fumbled a little bit there (laughs) and i don't really feel that way i think that's like more of a fleeting feeling but when it does come up it's a very significant and like fast low yeah
1: well said Thanks. (laughs) Well said. That last part.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot.
1: There's like 106 Wake Forest kids in my program. What? Yeah, which is crazy. And there's like, I think, 75 Duke students. Like It's like insane. And so you go to like, there's this bar. There's this bar called Proud Mary's. And you walk in and it's just Wake Forest kids. It's like a Wake Forest frat party. And... I mean, I think it'd be fun if I was, if it was like, that would be fun in some ways, but it's like not what I wanted. Like there was a reason that I wanted to study abroad and like abroad alone, right? I wanted to explore alone and explore myself alone, right? Like when have I ever been able to just like be in a place where I know not really anyone and I just get to see who Jude is when Jude is doing whatever he wants to do, you know? Um, going to a museum or going in the canal or whatever it is, um, or recording a podcast. <laughs> but like, but the fast piece is really hits me because it's like, I might be like at like one of my highest moments, like Lego House, let's say, like I'm at the highest, and I'm like, well, this would be really fun if like Ben was here, you know, like Ben and I used to play Legos, and like, yeah. if Ben was here, like we would be like building together. I wouldn't just be building like alone, and so, or with a stranger from Wake Forest. <laughs> so yeah.
0: yeah i'm gonna say this because the episode's coming out sunday and we're recording on thursday but tomorrow wait i have two things to say sorry but this is the quick one tomorrow amsterdam has this crazy annual tattoo convention where they have like 300 like world famous tattoo vendors come and like These do their flash yeah did you say Hell please yes. don't tell me Please tell me. Oh yes. No, please Yes. Wait, what are you gonna get? I'm not telling you yet. Cause I'm kind of I'm yet? kind oh. of undecided. I haven't told anyone except my family, and they were like, That don't get it. So I'm whatever. Wait, can um, I help you decide
1: or no? That's <laughs> not like a thing. We can put on a poll on the Spotify podcast to have our audience.
0: No, choose. because it's coming out after. Like this event is tomorrow. So okay. anyway, by the time this comes out, I might have a significant new tattoo, which I'm really excited about. But Tramps now. no, but it's funny because <laughs> the people here like who I really love spending the most time with don't are just not interested in going, which is totally fine. Um, But it was like really struck me to imagine going alone because all of the tattoos that I have have been very. I don't even know how to word it, but they've in my head when I think about getting them, they're very intertwined with the friend I was with.
1: Yeah. Relational.
0: Yeah. I have to correct myself because they're going to listen. My parents didn't say don't get it. They just did it like one of the design elements. And they were like, that's sweet. Whatever. It's like sentimental. We'll see if I do it. But okay. Did you get
1: the Just Friends logo. Is that what you want to get?
0: On my chest. Yeah. Yeah. On my knuckles. <laughs> okay. Wait. The other thing I was going to say though, is that this is back to the more deeper thought about the friends and everything in the studying abroad alone the people that i've become closest to closest with oh my god closest with closest but. with here um
1: i think maybe both wait shit i don't know
0: let's hurry let's move on they're <laughs> all they're all people who have a best friend studying abroad somewhere else Like, they're all in, like, a parallel situation to you and I. Oh, interesting. Which I think is super interesting and affirming for me of, like, we are kind of, like, this is a green flag that we're a similar type of person or have, like, similar values in some sense. That it was, like, yeah, my best friend or, like, my group of friends is going here and I'm going somewhere else. And they can come visit and I'll visit them and I love them, but we don't need to be abroad together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't, that's, that's pretty impressive. I don't really know anyone I think that has done that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I think it's been really, yeah, it's been good to find someone who's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's, it's hard because it's like one of those things where like I wouldn't change it. It's the same thing as like I wouldn't like, like I'm really quite content with where I'm at right now, but it is just like sometimes does come in like a wave like it ebbs and flows i'm like oh i'm really happy i'm alone but then at times i'm like damn like right it would be really fun to be doing this life with the people i care the most about in this world
0: yeah yeah i resonate with all of it
1: okay you're low
0: i also had a hard time figuring out what my low is which is i think a great sign um but i think it is that (laughs) like on a basic level i'm just very tired um i think to make it more of like whatever a a statement more of like a reflective thought (laughs) is that i'm having a hard time finding my balance which Mm. makes sense because i've not even been here a month um also, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but my school schedule—I right now only have class twice a week.
1: You did talk about this, yeah? Which is so janky, but also so lit. It's right, like a mix.
0: Right, it's really has its super big pros, kind of intense cons. <laughs> um, first of all, just on the tired note, it's really, really hard to find a sleep schedule. Like the days that I do have class, I'm waking up at seven a.m. Which is the earliest I've woken up since high school, yeah. And brutal. yeah, I've. If you ever listen to any part of the pond in season one, I am usually up till about four or <laughs> later. I am not. I am. <laughs> I've never taken a class earlier than ten thirty, like very, very purposefully at Yale. Um, so it's just kind of rough, and that is also to, also to say. I really do enjoy mornings there's something very enjoyable about waking up kind of with the rest of the city like my commute is like I bike to the metro and then I metro and then I walk to class and it's really rush hour and rush hour on a bike is fucking insane first of all. And second of all, it is just very energizing. I mean, even some of my classes at Yale, when my earliest class was like 1130, I'd be waking up at like 1115 and then I'd like show up to class like asleep and like wearing like one sock or some shit, like really just like not ready for the day. Um, So there are things that I definitely appreciate about it, but I'm not going to be waking up at 7 a.m. on the days I don't have class. So it's been very hard to figure out what. Kind of any sort of consistency, both in sleep like schedule. What time are you
1: going to bed on the days that you don't have class? Like late.
0: I mean, it depends. It de- like if I'm going out. The culture here is really like start going out at like one, oh, so one. it becomes really Whoa. intensely late.
1: Yeah. Um, like I really don't like that. I'm just gonna say like I really don't get that culture. To be honest, like why can't we just like say like let's go out really intensely at like 11 p.m. maybe 10 p.m. <laughs> like why do we have to be so like why? like there, it doesn't really make sense it
0: does it like the nights that i've had a really good time like where i've had the energy to go out and stay out that late is because i literally sleep for like two hours after dinner and then i'm like new day Yeah,
1: I couldn't I could never do that. If I'm in bed, if I take a nap, I'm gone. I would never go like that's. Are you kidding? You'd have to drag me out of bed. Like that would be awful.
0: (laughs) It's quite insane. I mean, I think that I think that routine was also part of the adrenaline that's like now wearing off. Like now I'm like, I was going to go out tonight and I'm like, I want to take a nap after the pod. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) am I really going to wake up after the nap or am I going to wake up tomorrow at like 10 a.m.? like a nap at 10 p.m. like that's crazy. Yes it is. 9 p.m. It is quite Whenever. crazy. Um So yeah. I'm tired. So I'm tired. tired. I'm just trying to find a balance. It's hard to find a balance with this school schedule. That's it. I don't even know.
1: One just quick piece I just want to add on to the waking up early is so I have to wake up pretty early for classes too. And it's honestly been really refreshing. I kind of vibe with it. Like, it kind of sucks going to bed early and doing it. But, like, there's a part of, like, just feeling like just daylight is so awesome. Like, I just have, like, a new appreciation for daylight, I guess. That's all. Gratitude.
0: I have to say one more bit about this um, because a lot of what I've been thinking about, even though this waking up early is very new for me as in, like, I've not been waking up early for months by any means. It's been two weeks of class so far. But I've been thinking about, like, oh, maybe I'll want to, like, take earlier classes at Yale. So I'm, like, forced to wake up or something. And then I was thinking about it in terms of just, like, Yale culture. And it's, like, extracurriculars that I'm involved in genuinely start at 10 p.m. in, like, a structured way. Like, consistently scheduled for starting, like, way after dinner. Like there, I will get like Google calendar invites for things that end at one. And it's like a club. Um so that's just been interesting to think about. I don't know.
1: I also just like literally can't even fathom waking up early to go to class at yeah. Like there's something that feels very different about it.
0: I know. I don't, I don't know, know what, what it is. is but like jinx. it's not
1: like I don't think it's just like going to bed early though. Or like going to bed late though. I think it's just also like the vi- like the vibe like i think a lot of people stay up really late doing work so they want to sleep in true as you wake up like i've woken up early at times on campus and you look around and it's dead like it's not rush hour
0: yeah no 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 right like it's yeah. like
1: it's like why am i the only one it's ghost town out here like i don't want to be up right now um okay buffaloes i'm we're moving along okay do it my buffalo is simple cute and it's a shout out um, I want to give a shout out to Bea. Woo. Um, this past summer, Baya told me to start reading fiction and I was very reluctant to it, but I just finished another fiction book. And by the way, preface, I really don't like listening to fiction books typically. Like I'm really like a nonfiction. I need to be like listening to content for, for a purpose to be productive. I use the quotes for that, but you know, Die. um, you should have been able to guess that. I feel like if you <laughs> listen to any episode of the podcast, that would have been pretty obvious. But nevertheless, I'm finding a reconnection to my love of fiction. And although most of the books that I've read that are fiction are kind of somewhat <laughs> um really related, related to productivity, but like very minimally. Um Jude. I'm no, what do you mean? No, it's my interests. It's okay. my interests. Business. It's like they're like about people that like have started business, but it's like fiction. It's like a okay. person. Yeah, I, okay. I count it.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I count it.
1: I count it. And I it's like a world building and I enter their world and it's really fun.
0: That's really good.
1: Yeah, that's all. It's been a, a nice little fun little thing that I added to Wait. my schedule.
0: Yay. Was what was the one you just read?
1: It was called uh, The Future Is You. And I have not heard of it. It's about these like two friends from college who start a company that is it's actually really cool it's because the way that it's uh uh, like written is that it's all like there's no inner thoughts it's all documents Hmm. from text messages emails subpoenas and just like basically like a curation of different like communications um because it's like all about like a court case about a company that is getting sued by the sec
0: interesting
1: they're screwing up the future of the world because they made a time machine it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. We so would not read the same fiction book, but <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm genuinely really, really happy for you. Like, actually, <laughs> shout out Baya. That sounds great. Yeah. She recommended so. a fiction book to me that was like a love story. That i haven't read yet but it's on. well my she didn't list. recommend
1: this one by the way just declare no she recommended I, I, tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow. <laughs> that's which... exactly
0: what she recommended to me oh yes. really it's yes. so
1: good it's i haven't so good. read Be- it you yet you should read it it's so good okay it's so good. it's on
0: my list i have like only 80 more books on my list before i get to that one
1: yeah i feel like yeah, yeah. anyway okay
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> here we buffalo. go here we go into the buffalo um so oh, wait, i can't
1: wait i don't even
0: it's <laughs> like rocking out of the seat right now um okay okay Here wait we...
1: but before before okay. we like delve too deep can you just like give like a brief description i feel like we should give a description of what happens when like the person is bringing a buffalo
0: you know okay for the listeners who won't listen to our other episodes um Whatever. This is so funny because I was going to be like, Jude and I wanted to start doing shorter episodes and they're like consistently an hour <laughs> minimum. Um, so forget about that part, I guess. But anyway, we're trying a new thing, which is that Jude kind of brought it up that he's very interested in like learning about new things, but doesn't like the way academia always structures learning. And we naturally, quote unquote, geek out with each other. Um, That was the original, like, section name in the pod when we were outlining everything. Having a whole geek out section where someone brings in something and we talk about it, blah, blah, blah. So now the buffalo is kind of an alternating episode by episode. One of us brings in a large buffalo that's basically a geeking out section. And it's something that we've noticed or are interested in learning or researching. And then we talk about it with each other. Was that good? Lovely.
1: That was beautiful. Okay, awesome. Brought a tear to my eye.
0: Okay, so I'm actually so excited to talk to you about this because I know that you're going to have so many thoughts. Um, I don't even know how to, like, give this a name, this topic. Let's see. I think super generally. I want to talk about this phenomenon that I have been seeing and experiencing in my time abroad so far, especially in Italy. Which is very late, very long, slow, quiet dinners. I know. He's literally gasped. He's literally rolling over. Um, okay, now I'm gonna share him a little bit of background before you can respond, dude. Sorry.
1: No, please go okay. ranch. Share, <laughs> geek out.
0: Okay, so there's a lot of components to this that have been running through my head when I think about this. One is that it always just in life makes me very sad when I see people not talking at a meal. Um, like if I see like a couple, not even necessarily romantic, if I see anyone out to dinner and they're just like sitting there eating and not talking, I like, sorry, pity them. Like I'm like, who are you having dinner with that? You can't have one thing to talk about. And you you and I have talked about this on the pod before about, like, bringing games to the table, not, like, board games, but, like, having fun little mind games or whatever. Um, And that's, I think, just also how our brain works. But there's another component of it, obviously, that is not really relevant to what we're talking about today. But, like, when people are on their phones at the table, I literally, like, weep. Like, when people are, like, on a date and they're sitting on their phones and not talking, and I'm like, oh, my God, rip. Um... And sorry, that's me being very judgmental very fast. I'm sure people can be in happy relationships and not talk at the table, whatever. Um, Here are the other things. Obviously, New York is very fast paced and Yale is very fast paced. People, including myself sometimes, literally have schedules where lunch is like 15 minutes allotment, like max. I always get like, shit on for being like I need a two hour lunch window <laughs> every day and like at school and maybe this partly has to do with my like slow walking energy like maybe they're related but I literally like refuse to have classes back to back and have to like rush to eat lunch it is just something I will like I will drop my favorite class to be like where's my lunch window um Where I just... my like my bolognese yes I really prioritize it I take it very seriously I have it here too even on my day where I have seven hours of class, I have my two hour lunch window, not the bolognese. Oh, not the bolognese. I was like, how the hell are you getting bullied? <laughs> I'm getting it chip from coffee. Um, here, um, dinners are very long and generally much more quiet than what I've experienced in the US. And when I'm saying here, I am including Amsterdam, but I'm really, really talking about Italy. Also, this was a wedding. So, like, of course, the meals were, like, literally four and a half hours long. Like, everything was really... That was, like, they were events. But also, just, like... So, the wedding was in Tuscany. But everyone flew into Florence and then had to drive from Florence to Tuscany the next day. And we were, like... I was super hungry. I was like, please, family, can we stop for lunch on our drive? Because we're going to arrive and there's going to be no food. And we're like, okay, we're driving through this super tiny town. There's like a million little restaurants that are just like cafe, pizzeria, whatever. We like pull into a random one. Kind of looks like a dump. We go inside. We proceed to have about a three-hour lunch. That is some of the best food I have ever had in my life. It was like truffle deep fried, like eggs fried, twi- like things I have never heard of in like I had this like crazy. No, no, no. It was like pasta no, just... and like just crazy, crazy dishes. Like this. And it was sorry. This also sounds like we were at like a Michelin star restaurant. Like the, f- it was all like 15 euro, like a plate. Like it was uh... not expensive really. Like I wouldn't oh, spend that every day, but it was like incredibly reasonable and so good. I was like <laughs> literally gagged. I took pictures of every single plate because I was like, this is insane. Some. Yeah. Anyway, I'm use that as an example. Now my yes. mouth is
1: watering. This sucks. Sorry. Okay, keep going.
0: I use that as an example because it's not, this wasn't just a phenomenon that I experienced with like the wedding event of it all. It was literally like Anywhere we stopped to like, please, I'm so hungry. I just need like a slice of pizza to like take in the car. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, come sit. And like they talked about like where they got their mushrooms from and like blah, 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 blah. It was just a whole amazing affair. And then like two hours in, (laughs) my family and I was like, "Um, we're an hour late to check in because this lunch has been going on for so long. And we just meant to get like a fucking water bottle. Like, it's really quite insane. And I really, by the end of the weekend, super appreciated it. It was really crazy, though, having dinners start at, like, 9 p.m. and going to, like, midnight. Like, that is something really like, insane. Like, did you like
1: that or no? I think confused.
0: I got you tired of it. You said you appreciated it. Appreciated it. Okay, I appreciated, wait. in general, the, like, long, slow, not everyone's talking and screaming the whole meal. Um... It it is a very hard adjustment, just like eating schedule wise. To be like we're eating at nine or ten p.m. for many hours. I'm like, what? Usually, I'm in bed. Like, it's very interesting. Um, and so I did do a little research comparing it to why it's so different, specifically mm-hmm. in Italy and the U.S. But Ooh, first, I want to hear if you have any takes on this topic. Okay,
1: I I do have some takes, but I'm also curious to hear because I have no idea what the why there's such a difference. I mean, first thing that came to my mind is just like the fast food culture. Totally. In America, yeah, right, and like people literally like eat on the go, and that's just like not really a thing here. Um, I would say that I love myself a long meal. Now, three all hours is kind of too like it's getting there. Like I'm getting like kind of antsy. Um, but I mean, if food is still coming for three <laughs> hours, like I'm pretty, I'm content. But usually, like, I don't know, I. Like an, a two hour meal is like perfect to me. Um, like I love going out to a nice dinner, ordering appetizers, not ordering the main course yet, chilling, relaxing, talking, and then ordering the main course. And then even maybe like a dessert or even just a tea, because it is for me an excuse to connect, to be in the moment, like phones away. No, like hell no. I hate phones on tables. That yep. pisses me off so much. Yeah. And, and just like be kind of like it's my form of relaxing and being with people I care about. The one thing I disagree with, and this is new, like this is like a very new take on me. I kind of respect eating in like silencer and quiet. Now I don't, partly because I don't know how to do that. Like I don't know how to be silent or quiet. <laughs> okay, love. Uh, but also like I really like, I personally go out to a meal to connect typically. But that being said, after eating alone, I loved eating alone because I was connecting with myself and it was okay that I was just being with myself. And I think that if you have a connection with someone where you can eat with them and just be with them, you don't need to like talk. You just want to like, you're in, you're sharing their presence. You're not on your phones doing your own thing. You're just being with each other. I think that's actually really cool. And like really romantic or really like powerful platonic friendship, whatever it is, um, I don't think I could do it. But I respect it if you do it. That's what I'd say.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting. I'm I'm thinking about how you and I used to like it's such a green flag for friendships or any sort of relationship. But you can sit in silence, like with each other, and it's just so interesting because I don't think that. Even if that's true of a relationship, that almost never happens with a meal. Never.
1: But I don't know why. Like, yeah. Like, right. Like, I sometimes like sometimes you'll come to like my dorm and we'll just do work and you'll be in silence and I'll be in silence and like whatever. Like, that's not weird. Like, we just kind of exist. Like, like, it's like, why can't we just like share a meal and just like enjoy the food? But like in silence,
0: is that bad? Okay. So I have some research to share.
1: Okay. So.
0: The huge majority of this I found, there was some, like, actual Georgetown study recently on, like, the slow Italian dinner. Whoa, and I was okay. like, whoa, okay, exactly. Um, So, it addresses a lot of my questions. One, the time aspect, like, the eating so late, like, the meals starting so late. One yeah. is because of the heat. Apparently, it's very wow. common in places that are really generally hot year round um, that like people are not active when it's insanely hot out. And so dinner started at like nine or 10 p.m. Another component into that is that, I mean, this goes into a whole cultural phenomenon of like really cherishing and valuing the food itself, mm-hmm. but like waiting for everyone to get home. And then, like, having time to decompress and then having dinner is another aspect. Like, I read something that was about, like, when the parents come home from work and the children come home from school, no one's rushing to, like, oh, my God, we have to eat before 8 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, okay, now we'll go pick food from the garden. And I know I'm generalizing a ton, but, like, this was in my study. And okay, yeah, this is all
1: so interesting. And it's super
0: interesting because I was thinking about like I was like, okay, who's not getting home before 9 p.m.? But then I was thinking about like my schedule in high school, like my rehearsals, like ended at 10 for sure. I was not home. So it's super. And I would like plan that. Like I was like, that's not I'm not dissing my family at all. I just like all my friends. I'm like, oh, we're going to miss dinner. Rehearsals going past seven.
1: I just like have a just crazy memory of like having many, many, many dinners waiting for my dad to come home before we could start eating. But like when he came home, like we would start eating, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't like any like time to like relax.
0: No, you like, don't like that's... decompress.
1: No. I'm like, same with me. Like I would have school really late and there were times where I just came home or like rehearsal for I don't even know what I was. I I was a theater kid in high school. A little Woo! bit. Tiny bit. Um, I'll say with a little bit more pride. I uh, no, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's a whole other buffalo. Um, (laughs) But no, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where my brain is going. But yeah, no, the 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 rejuvenate. Like, what do you do in that time?
0: Like fucking shower, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's so interesting to think about. Like, maybe do homework. Like, literally chill for a second. Right? I mean, I mean, that's the question. The fact that we have that question is, like, baffling. (laughs) Like, what do you do when you're chilling?
1: Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, also, I have another just follow-up question about the, like, not, like, the, 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 like, heat. Yeah. Is it, is that why they eat so late or is that why they eat for so long? Like, I didn't really fully understand that. Eat
0: so late. That's why they start later because it's cooler out. Yes. Okay,
1: so they can enjoy. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Which is something that, I mean, when we had dinners, I was like, why are we starting at 9 p.m.? And then I was like, oh, because we're here at 6 p.m. and it's 95 degrees. And no one wants to be sitting down right now and eating and talking. Yeah. Okay, so then here's another very interesting point on the slow aspect and on the not talking aspect. And it goes back to really cherishing the food. But it's like, It has something to do with culturally, again, not taking away anything from the experience of eating. So it's like having like literally like grateful eating. Like, I don't even know how else to word it. But like, I read this thing that was about like, they're very confused culturally on like how Americans, when you like bring out bread as like an appetizer or something, there's like heaps of like butter and oil and like all this stuff like a lot of the time they'll just like bring out bread and that's it because they were like we don't need anything to mask our food mm. and i think there's a lot of stuff that goes under that bucket of like here's the food as it is yeah. and I'm, I'm not saying i really like i'm wary that this whole thing sounds like i'm stereotyping no, but you're making, ob- but, I don't think that's be- like, yeah, like that's fine.
1: I think that's okay. I, I don't, you're like, not stereotyping. You're just making observations of cultures in general. Yeah. That not everyone fits into, but like.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad it I is coming think, across it, that way. I think <laughs> it's like in
1: general, Italians eat later than Americans. I think that's okay in and general. just
0: also like fresher food. Like I'm not yeah. trying to be like, oh, they went to their garden and started cooking, but I'm like literally, they like, there's not preservatives on everything. Like yeah. they're not masking their food they're like letting it speak for itself in a way
1: there's that- like so many more farmers markets in it like there was just like general like different culture around food and how you take care of your food yes that's not like I don't think that's a i don't think that's like a stereotype I think that's okay to say watches get canceled for that <laughs> but wait anyway, I have I have things I want to respond to the the appreciation what did you say eating for gratitude
0: grateful eating yeah same grateful thing eating. Grateful yeah
1: eating. Um, so when I did my five day silent retreat, one of the only things that I really didn't buy into was the eating part of the entire retreat, because the whole idea was mindful eating where you were supposed to put your silverware down after each bite. And you were supposed to be aware of the food you were eating, how it was like, kind of like felt in your mouth and you tried to even follow it down. You're like kind of like a softy, all the way down to your stomach and like what it felt like landing in your stomach. And it was actually, I think the hardest part for me, um, because it would be really long meals like you eat just so much slower when you have to put your silverware down after each bite and you have to finish chewing everything and you like you're real. I enjoyed the food more. But for some reason, I really, really struggled to do it. And it's curious because I think that, like, as someone who does really appreciate food and, like, really loves the idea of a meal, I find it curious why I would struggle so much to be able to, like, pause and just, like, appreciate what I'm consuming, not just, like, scarf it down, <laughs> scarf it down, right? Like,
0: I mean, we could go really crazy and make a whole conversation about American capitalism and the need to eat insanely fast and, like, go, 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 go all the time yeah and just like yeah. always doing something bigger and better than someone else and like getting more work in and like not. Well,
1: i mean how long were your lunches at school like when you like had like actual structured lunches at yale no like like, oh. when you, like you can make your schedule probably
0: 50 minutes okay
1: yeah mine was like 40 45 yeah
0: minutes. i think that was Which built like- in yeah yeah,
1: but, like, that's, like, how much time you get for everything. Like, that's recess and lunch. Yes. Like People would scarf down their food to then go, like, hang out with friends. Like, you don't have any time to, like, actually, let me rephrase that. That's not what happened. People would scarf down their food to go do homework. There we go. Which is crazy. Um, I really appreciate and want to honestly take the lengthier meals into my life. Like, I want to have lengthier meals more often. I like kind of that they eat quieter. I kind of respect that too. I don't really get why they eat so late. I get like eating late, but like 9 p.m., like being done with a meal at like midnight or 11, like that's really late.
0: It's really late.
1: And hasn't science shown that you need, like, time before you go to bed to, like, digest if that's the best food? Like, you're not supposed yeah. to eat right before you go to bed, right? I was,
0: yeah, I was thinking about that. And I was just, I was like, I wonder if that's just because of, like, the shit in American food.
1: <laughs> mm, <laughs> I yeah. genuinely
0: don't know. I didn't research that at all.
1: That's interesting. Okay, but here we go. For me, I think part of the reason I don't like the idea of eating so late is that, that means that I'm waiting for a really, really long time for my break. Because in my head, my meal time is my break. And so if I'm like, get out of school or get out of work, and then I'm like, oh my God, and then I have to wait another four hours to eat. In my head, I fill that four hours in with work or things I need to get done. And so I think for me, And maybe for a lot of Americans, that just doesn't like that's too much. So eating at seven, six, like I know people that like at at Yale, they make us eat at five 30 sometimes, like all the time. Like that's crazy. Right. And like, but at the same time, it's kind of relieving in some ways because I get out of class and then I get to just take a break. I don't have to go straight to work.
0: This is so interesting because I you're making me realize that like. Well, first of all, I think this goes back to the thing you asked. It's like, what do you do if you're, like, resting before dinner? Yeah. And also, you're making me realize for myself that, like, I never feel like meals at Yale are a break. I'm always like, oh, my God, I just saw 80 fucking people, and I remember 30 of their names. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, so, this is such a like, energy Like, yes, it's recharging, but it's such a consuming experience. Like, I feel like I have to put so much into even just like going into a dining hall. I'm like, I got to (laughs) prepare, which is not I mean, that's probably partly internally charged, whatever. But that's a really interesting point, because I wish mealtimes could feel more like a break. But I don't really feel like that. And if our schedule is like class to meal time as break to then work, 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 work. When are we actually breaking?
1: Good question. We aren't. Like most most people aren't. I mean, yeah. Like, most people like, like, I, this is such a generalization as well. Like, I know a lot of people who like work in New York and they go to get their sweet green salad, you know, and that's like done in thirty like, seconds. Yeah, that's like, yeah. like, and then they eat, and then they go back to work, and then they like get out of work late, and then they go out to dinner, and like they go to bed early. Like, so like dinner, I think, might be a break, but like, not really. It's like just an excuse to pause your work. Maybe that's a way. I don't know. I get confused by this because I think it's such a. I think a lot. I think everyone's relationship with dinner is so, so unique in a way that I don't think everyone's relationship to breakfast or lunch is as unique. Like, dinners are sacred time in a way that like breakfast feels rushed and. I don't know, does that resonate with you? Or like, no, because I am making like a generalization that everyone has similar or more similar lunch and breakfast styles, but it might just be because it feels more structured based on your day-to-day living. Yeah. dinner's a little bit more free.
0: I was going to say it does resonate with me. I mean, I think definitely at school, dinner is the most free because it's like your day is kind of over. But I'm also like over the summer, for example, I put the most energy into breakfast. Like if I'm waking Mm. up late and I'm like, I'm going to make myself, like, really good food. Like, that's the make or break in how my day goes, for sure.
1: Whoa, wait, I didn't know this. Wait,
0: well, I just wh- love making breakfast food.
1: What's your favorite thing to make?
0: Avocado toast. That's a rhetorical question. I love You're avocado such
1: an toast. L.A. girl. Oh, my God, I love my avocado
0: toast. I do. I really, really do.
1: But also, wait, how long does it take to make avocado? You cut an avocado and put it on... Yeah, not that
0: long, but I'm just saying okay. I like preparing like a whole thing, like I like making my coffee, oh, and okay. then I like, like shower, and then I like go start making food, I like have like a little buffet, and then I like make my okay. other thing, and I think it's really now that I'm thinking about it, it's really like my family does that a lot, like my parents like always like made breakfast like we were never really like i mean obviously in high school we were getting up so early no one was making breakfast but like on weekends it's like oh we're making brunch like that was like a thing sometimes more than dinner like more consistent than dinner just because everyone had like my sister and i both had such different schedules at the end of the day we went to different schools i don't know this is very interesting I, th-
1: I just like keep coming back to like the activity before dinner and feeling so something I don't know I keep getting un- I feel unsatisfied by how much we've like th- there th- something feels un not turned over and I think what I just realized was like in some ways I view cooking or I fill in the void of what to do when I'm waiting to eat by cooking. Not like, like I could whip something up really quick, but the act of cooking feels very, um, I still feel productive. I still feel like I'm doing and working in that American capital- capitalistic mm. way, but I'm also kind of doing it just for my own sake and my own nourishment. So it's like, an you know, it's an excuse to take a break or a longer break than I need. Which is kind of wild when you think about how we're talking about how people feel liberated to take a three hour dinner. I'm saying that I feel so not liberated to take any more time than I need to eat when I'm at, like, when I'm in my day to day business, that I have to find an excuse to elongate my dinner time, which is by cooking and cooking long, fancy meals or like long, thoughtful meals.
0: I, yeah, that's very interesting. I think I kind of do that in the mornings.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounded like with the avocado toast, taking the shower. Like
0: It's just like it a, it's becomes kind of not a routine, but it does give me a way to be like, I'm not going to be free to like noon, even yeah. if I'm up at like 10 because I'm like, sorry, I'm going to make three courses right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is like what we're saying Italians in general do, but on a day to day basis because they don't need an excuse. They just, like, that's how they live.
0: And because they really value the food, and because you're yeah. not working 80 hours a week.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love Europe.
0: Okay, I have some funny things to end us on. Okay, please. So I was trying to look up, like, if there's a reason why their meals are so much quieter, just in general. um, And I couldn't find anything. But I did find Quora. And... <laughs> Or there's a a huge Quora thing called why are Europeans so quiet? Here's the top answer. Because we were civilized hundreds of years ago and don't strive for attention by screaming like a lunatic. (laughs) And I thought it was really funny. And this just goes on. There's actually some interesting stuff in here. Like most Europeans live in cities, many in apartments. Making noise such as speaking loudly is frowned upon. Some Mm. areas like Germany have rules restricting noise making even more on Sundays go into a restaurant and you can actually hear yourself eat. And as the cooking standards are quite high, it is pleasant to be able to savor your food without your sensations being swamped by loud noise.
1: Conversation, Right? That last one was really interesting.
0: Conversation is usually conducted on a low voice, both to retain privacy and to avoid annoying others. Hmm. The privacy thing is really interesting. I also saw this thing. I think it was in the Georgetown study. That was like, it's really common in Italy to have to ask for the check, and the waiter will not ask you if you want the check because it's like an invasion of your privacy. For them to like interrupt the conversation and be like, "Are you ready to go?" Is like, well, rude. yeah, rude.
1: One of my biggest pet peeves at dinner is like the waiter like forcing me out of my seat. Right, like it's <laughs> like like no, like I don't care if you want to fill the please table. Please get up. <laughs> like like no, like this is like like I went. I'm treating myself to a nice meal to take time to decompress and be with the people I love. The fact that you're like slightly pressuring me to leave is like the most frustrating, not the most, but it's, it's high up there. Yeah. It's like, no. Um, Yeah. The one thing that I just also keep coming back to is like the loud music that like is pumped into oh some of these restaurants. Oh my God. I, the people. amount
0: of restaurants I've walked out of because of the ox, I hate to say, but like really that's my tick. I can't do it.
1: I, it's I I don't even understand like it's so disappointing when you like or like at nice restaurants you go and you're like oh my god I'm so excited to like have a really good slow-ish, slow compared to like what you usually do not Europeans and yep. like connect with someone and then you just like can't even talk to them because like you can't hear them and it's bad music it's like two thousand pop except I low-key like two thousand pop that's like I was my gonna say. <laughs> Anyway. Um, okay, this was such a good topic. Now Thanks. I want to eat a long meal with you. Maybe we no, can do same. that when you come to Copenhagen too.
0: Wait, let's do that. Let's do like yeah. a, let's and do like talk. three hours. Okay, perfect. Just silence. We'll okay. Bring our Legos to the table.
1: <laughs>
0: um,
1: um, okay, wait, I have a shout-out though. Oh, yay. I have a shout-out to out, out shout a listener. Um, a listener and actually a friend of the pod, Anna Guzman. She joined us as a guest um in season one. This summer. We're- yeah, you should go check out the episode. Um, it'll be linked in the episode description. But she just made it to the America's Got Talent finale Ooh. or finals, which is crazy. Um, so I'm just super excited. I watched her act, I thought it was great magic, and I can't wait to see what she does in the final.
0: Yay. Good luck, Annity Guzman. Do you say break a leg to a magician?
1: Yeah, break a leg. Okay, break but a don't leg. Don't break don't break yeah, break yeah. yeah. I really do I'm curious where break a leg comes from.
0: Wait, there's a real thing, but I forget. But we'll yeah, get back to that, that one next time. Oh, yep. <laughs> that'll now. be my
1: next buffalo. No, <laughs> I'm looking it up. Make
0: Someone explained leg. it to me once and I was like, wait, that's crazy.
1: The phrase is believed to be rooted in the theater community, which is known to be a bit superstitious. Performers believing believe saying good luck would actually bring bad luck on stage. So they tell one another to break a leg instead. That way the opposite would happen. That is the
0: stupidest. No, there's something <laughs> or smarter did than I
1: that. I really hope it's something better than no, that. there's
0: I definitely <laughs> did not hear that. I was like, yes. <laughs> I really Genius. hope it's like something
1: like Shakespearean. No, or there's something, something this is...
0: there's something it is. It's literally something Shakespearean, I think. Okay. Here's what I found. In the early days of theater, this is where ensemble actors were cued to perform. If actors were not performing, they had to stay behind the leg line, which meant they wouldn't get paid. If you were to tell the actor to break a leg, you are wishing them the opportunity to perform and get paid.
1: Oh, I love that. That's so much better than okay, like the I'm... superstition theory. There we go.
0: Come on, that's good. Okay, we're there done. We
1: I like that. Okay, um, this was awesome. I really appreciated the the topic you brought, and that was cool. Woo!
0: And the next week, we have our first guest.
1: Yeah, we have our first <laughs> guest. I can't wait. Uh,
0: um.
1: Okay. Yay. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next Sunday.
0: Love you. Bye. Bye.